All I want for Christmas is you. Welcome back to this episode of My Life Not Yours. Jingle bells is what I think I'm calling this one today and I'm recording it on Christmas Day. So I've woken up early, I'm looking out the window in the UK and it's overcast, it looks like it's going to rain or snow. I'm in London so probably not. But I just wanted to put this one out there today because Christmas is not the same for everyone and I'm not even sure everybody understands what Christmas is really about. But before I get into the Christmas festivities and whether you celebrate it or not, I don't really celebrate it, but I have a tinge of excitement in there. And I think it's for reasons that stem from my childhood, basically. Boring, I know, but that's where it is. So um, for me, yesterday was Christmas Eve. It was the same for that for everybody, right? But the day before Christmas Eve, I received some really challenging, I will call it news. I've talked about this before and I'm being very open and honest on here because I want people to understand that just because you have blood parents, you may not even know them, they may be abandoned or you may have them in your life and it's not great or you may have them in your life and it's fantastic. The situation with me is I have my blood mother in my life and it's not great. I say in my life, it's very intermittent. Somebody said to me the other day, when did you last speak to your mum? And I said, it must have been September when I had COVID. And it was interesting because she sends me a card for my birthday always. And it's always a Care Bear type card, like I'm about five, fluffy teddies and stuff like that. And anyway, on that occasion, if you remember, I was suffering from COVID and it was pretty bad. And I remember saying to her, yeah, I've got COVID. And so I'm not going to be going anywhere for a little while and and, um, all of that nonsense. So that's the last time we spoke. And uh, she must have mentioned something for me to prompt to send her a text not long after that. And I believe she had COVID. And at the time I said to her, just go and get a test because she was coughing and a headache and not feeling well. I said, go and get a test. She was waiting for her other daughter, my sister, to bring something round. I pause. That was still back in September time. September time. Now December. I always believe in if you're thinking about someone, you should pick up the phone or send a message or send a text. And I think this is why so many people that I know got really upset during lockdown because they didn't reach out or they may have thought about somebody. And then what's worse about this, and this is what my mum is guilty of, and this is not a mum banging podcast, by the way, but she always says, oh, I've been thinking about you, Tina, for so long. And I just think, why don't you just pick up the phone or send a message? And I hear what you're saying. If you've listened to my podcast before, not everyone knows how to do it. And my mum doesn't, okay? I move on. I sent her a message the day before Christmas Eve, which was two days ago, which would be a lot longer when you probably get round to listening to this podcast, and just said, hi, how you doing? No, I can't even put hi mum. I have to say hello. It's all very kind of formal. Hi, how you doing? Did you get COVID? And did you get it sorted out? Now, on this particular day, I'd gone out shopping. I didn't really want to shop for anything, to be honest with you, but I was a little bit bored in the house. And at the time, (laughs) I was in the car park manoeuvring, getting into the driver's side because some shithead had blocked me in so close I couldn't open the bloody driver's door. So there's me inside the passenger seat getting cramp trying to get my legs across I'm not as agile as what I used to be I'm getting old people it was oh god I got cramp in my abs just maneuvering myself to get behind the steering wheel from the passenger side so after sweating profusely I looked at my phone and I saw a missed call from my mum so this must have been in response to the message that I sent earlier so I carried on I got out of the car park and then I thought let me just phone her back so I rang her back and she said oh hello Tina (laughs) 
<laughs> it's always so funny with me and my mum. It's just like, oh my God, I think I have a better relationship with my friend's cat. No, dog actually, Winston and Churchill. Love them. Anyway, she um, came on the phone and then it's it suddenly descended into darkness. My mum then told me that she'd been to the doctors a couple of weeks ago. She'd found a lump in her breast and suffice to say my mum has breast cancer. I'll be honest with you, I have so many mixed emotions and at the time when she was talking to me, she kept saying to me, are you driving? And I said, yeah. And I said, keep going, keep going. I was just in a daze and I was driving around for about two hours and I didn't really know how to feel if I'm honest I think because I know so many people I had a good friend that passed away this year from cancer and it was all under a bit of a cloud because the family were a bit fucked up and the wife was a nightmare and nobody told me and I found out through Facebook which was just hideous absolutely hideous and this person had been like a brother in my life when I was fostered and it was so sad but he had been living with cancer for a bloody long time and it was blood cancer anyway back to my mum she was going through, I'm not going to give you all the gory details, I'm sure a lot of you have either experienced a loved one with cancer, you've maybe had cancer yourself, so I don't really need to make this whole podcast about cancer. However, the three things that went through my mind when my mum said to me is hereditary, um, because my aunt in New York has had cancer, that's her sister, they're not close, they don't speak, so she's had cancer, and also I felt that cancer itself is just horrible. I used to do work for a cancer charity in the UK called Millen cancer uh, support it was a one-year contract it was so many years ago but you know it's the most rewarding job I've ever done and so I went back to that and I thought about the statistics about the number of people that get cancer and guess what the statistics aren't pretty when I was working at Macmillan the statistics were one in three. So one in three people would get cancer. Now it's one in two. And you've got to ask what has changed so much in like 15, 20 years. It is about 20 years since I was there, I think. And 55,000 people in the UK are diagnosed with breast cancer. So that's some pretty horrific statistics. And they do say there's loads of preventions and things like that. But as I said, I'm not going to get into that this week. So just to, to close on this conversation, I said about the cancer. And then the other thing was, and I know this sounds really really hard but I thought about the relationship with my mum and what we don't have and I've always dreaded the day if someone gave me a phone call that my mum had passed and I don't know how I deal with it and I've almost felt this crushing feeling when she was telling me about her breast cancer and I could feel her tears when she was talking to me because I just I just felt it in her voice and she tries to laugh it off and and it starts quite soon the treatment her treatment for breast cancer starts on the 10th or 12th of January and at first she didn't think she'd have to have chemotherapy but when they did a biopsy they found that they couldn't see everything behind this lump which was quite hard and so um, she's got to have chemotherapy radiotherapy and then they will determine I guess whether the breast needs to come off and I think it's scary I felt scared listening to it and she is scared of chemotherapy and the only way people that I could end that conversation was make sure your churchy friends you know you confided which she had uh, I seem to be the last one to know and she said she found it very difficult to tell me and I don't know if that's because she felt that I would be made accountable in some way or another because we don't have a relationship. She told my younger sister and um, that was kind of weird because when Chantel was told, apparently she was really shocked so my mum stopped talking about it. And that's what my mum does do. She does close down very quickly. So I said to her, you're going to need people to go to hospital with you, sit through those sessions. And also when you're having consultations, because she went alone to the doctors and received all this information, she's been going alone to the hospital 
hospital appointments, sometimes you're not present. You don't hear everything that's being said because I haven't before. I've sat in there and I've never had bad news like that. But I hate hospitals. I hate going to the doctor because I feel that I'm invincible. So I think my mum's a bit like that. She doesn't really take any medication, only paracetamol for headaches. So this is going to be a really big shock. But the only comfort or help I could offer that was within me was to say, look, if you get stuck with anything, you know where I am. The fact of the matter is that she will not call me. She will not call me. She will survive it, but she won't call me. And I think her, her life will change. And she sent me a message after we finished our call and said, I'm putting all my faith in God and Jesus. If he wants me to live today, my mum's about 71, then I will live. If not, then I've had a good innings. Mm, I don't know, but let me bring it back to Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas now. And by the way, don't feel sorry for me. I am on my own this Christmas. I, I spend quite a few Christmases on my own if I'm not abroad. I've got used to it. I cook myself a nice meal, but actually today I'm going to go and see my neighbours who were brilliant with me during lockdown. We have such a laugh. So that's kind of nice. And then I'm sort of jam-packed pretty much after Boxing Day. This is a largely religious affair for anybody who celebrates on this particular day. The thing that I don't like and why I sort of bought out of Christmas in a little way was because of the commercialism of it. The amount of people that spend so much money and get in debt. The amount of people that eat so much food. They're sick. I've been sick on Christmas Day, you know. I'm so embarrassed to say it. But I have. <laughs> But I'll come on to that with memories of Christmas that were really good for me. But um, And the food that gets wasted. And I tried desperately to think about whether I should go to a, a charity to work um, this year and help those in need. And it just didn't come around because it's not as easy as what you think. I could be antagonistic because for Christmas religion, it's about celebrating Christ's birthday. A lot of people don't know that and they don't care. That's in Western society, of course. So why does the average Joe Bloggs go bonkers over this time of year? Well, you may be thinking the old cynic Tina. This year, I think a lot of people have put a lot of effort into it because of not having a real Christmas because of COVID. In the UK, it was restricted households. So I think everybody's getting together. However, the biggest present is taking your lateral flow test to see if you were positive positive or negative. I do feel sorry for people that take it today and it comes out fucking positive because they won't be able to go and be with their family. I think most of the people that I've spoken to, they have really stayed away from mixing because it's really high in the UK at the moment, the amount of people that have Omricon. So um, I said I'd never talk about COVID again, but here we are. The other thing is happy holidays versus happy Christmas. Can I educate you? I always thought it was very Americanized. Happy holidays and a bit cheesy, but actually Actually, saying happy holidays is quite nice because a lot of people do take this time off, but it might not necessarily be Christmas. There are 14 different religious times for Christmas and it's not always on the 25th of December. So there you go. So now I'm going to do very quickly, because I have spent a lot of time talking about my mother and what's happened, the eight reasons why Christmas is overrated. Number one, you're forced to spend time with family. Some of them you probably haven't seen all year. In fact, you may not have seen them at all. And for some reason, reason this is the time that families are forced to spend time together when a lot of people think oh god I just want to be on my own I've heard it so much with partners or you know friends and their partners oh god auntie dotty can you believe we're gonna have to go around there sit there listen to her drink a glass of burp and fall asleep in the queen's speech for me that's not Christmas anyway I mean I ain't doing none of that shit listen to the queen and I don't care I actually don't care what she says but yeah a lot of people are forced to spend time together than than what they normally would if at all it just causes unnecessary stress and everyone starts to hate each other before the day begins. I find that bloody hilarious, if I'm honest. The big one for me is wasting money on mindless presents that no one wants. And what I loved, I saw my goddaughter
daughter on Christmas Eve last night. She said, I've got a little something for you, Auntie Tina. It's not, it's not a present. It's just something. She couldn't explain what it was. And um, she brought around a Christmassy bag. Now, her mum had given me a book, which was lovely. She always seems to get the right books for me to read. Fiction, really cool and whatever. And then they got me a picture of my goddaughter's graduation. And it's a big one. And I said, this is lovely. This is not a mindless present. This is something that's going to go on my wall in a lovely frame when I decorate my hallway. And she's absolutely gorgeous. And so we sat there, we had a glass of Prosecco and she said to me, I said, oh, you know, what have you asked for from your parents? And she she doesn't know yet. So she said, I don't want you to get me anything until I've decided what I want. Because at the end of the day, who wants 30 pairs of socks and a sack full of weird chocolates and funny ornaments from your elders? I must admit, one of my mates, she's fantastic. She bought me, and if you're listening, one, you know who you are, bought me these most amazing, decadent, signature chocolates. And her words were, sorry, it was a bit of a thoughtless present this year. This woman spoils me to death. I'm like the older child, and I'm older than her. she's never had it's just it's just lovely she's absolutely fantastic so I'm giving you a big thank you on this podcast one for everything you've done for me and for the beautiful gifts you always give number three for retail workers I think they realize how much they hate work and people when it comes to Christmas time because you've got stressy parents bratty kids and late night shifts and this year you've got COVID infected citizens fantastic I must admit when I went in to buy a few bits for today I was really Really lovely to the shopkeepers, the retail workers, shopkeepers. That's a bit old, isn't it? Old school. And I just said, thank you and have a lovely time, whatever you're doing. Because at the end of the day, no one's working on this day in the UK, apart from the all the um, Indian community who are still running their uh, shops, usually sweet shops, confectionery, whatever you call them, news agents, that's it. Christmas is overrated because the shops are too busy. Uh, you know, we had a big hype here because of Omricon spreading like wildfire. I was in town in central London which is the west end of London the capital and I've met some friends for dinner on Monday the 20th is that right yeah 20th or 19th the beginning of the week it was ram jam solid it was horrible actually to be honest and I hate all that I can't stand it when the shops are that packed then you've got people that say that real Christmas trees with the needles they just mess up the whole bloody house needles everywhere but they smell lovely I love the smell of pine and then there's no credit for parents who provide Santa's quote-unquote prezies. Parents spend hundreds on presents from Santa for their little ones and all they seem to get back is a poorly made card from school uh, or a clay ornament that deserves a bin but sadly ends up on the mantelpiece forever. How funny is that? I've seen so much of that. Usually Christmas and I kind of uh, I kind of concur with this one is freezing. Now in the UK and probably a lot of other places climate change it not that cold and that's scary because of climate change but you know the times I spent Christmas in probably the Caribbean most of the time I love it the sun shining doesn't feel like Christmas it actually doesn't feel like Christmas too much this year and um, you know there was another time when I was in America couple of times actually New York twice and then the Midwest and the Midwest oh my gosh this is with a guy I was dating at the time who broke my heart people who broke my heart 
cold. Oh my God, I woke up and it was snowing. It was thick. He had to put chains on the car. I loved it. I bloody loved it. The snow was so thick. I just couldn't, he said, have you not seen snow before? And I said, but this is what it should be like. And bearing in mind, his family didn't really celebrate too tough because they had a big one for Thanksgiving. So I was quite disappointed when uh, we went round to his mum's house for dinner and it was me, him and his mum, the dog, a meatloaf. Fucking <laughs> hell. So the snow was the only thing I had to look forward to. It was, yeah, meatloaf. It was horrible. I don't really do that kind of meat thing anymore. Here's some alternative Christmas ideas for next year because by the time you've listened to this, you've already gone down the traditional route, no doubt. I'm proud to say that I've done a few of these that I'm going to mention and I intend to do more, especially when it's an extra long holiday for the Brits. You know, we have got Christmas Day today, then we have Boxing Day and then you get two extra holidays for that on the Monday and the Tuesday. So it's quite a long time. So one of my things is work. I'm not sure about that, however, However, we should spare a thought for all those people's jobs that don't stop just because Santa Claus has come down the fucking chimney. Please fire health service workers, particularly our National Health Service. We don't pay for our health in the UK unless you go private. And journalists, journalists, not that I'm really bothered about them, but they keep telling a story. So that's the work lot. And then rather than slobbing through from morning to night, people should get out. And I always usually go out for a nice little run or walk on Christmas Day and, um, you know, preferably before you've got pissed and stuffed your face, do something different. Like, couldn't you make it tradition like to get a group of friends and say, right, we're meeting at this point, we're going for a walk. It's a bit difficult, I think, when everybody were, uh, lives or whatever in different places, but that would be quite cool. I quite like to get maybe four of us when we have a tradition that we either go out, do half an hour and um, yeah, but I guess if you've got children, I haven't, it's easier said than done. So I totally understand that. Christmas dinner, courtesy of your restaurant or hotel. I've done that before. I had a good friend years ago and we booked somewhere stayed in the hotel overnight we did we did do presents again this is about 15 years ago now I think we did do presents and uh we stayed in the hotel and it was kind of all right Christmas dinner was shit though to be honest this place was awful so it has to be really good and actually I'd rather be abroad check into rehab sorry I meant a retreat a friend of mine asked me that this year you're not going to go to a retreat or something but every place is over inflated in terms of price why would I want to go to somewhere like that on my own yeah, nah. But going down the line, I will book into a retreat and I'd love to go to a yoga and health being one in Thailand. Heard it here first. Devote your time to someone in need. Charity. I've already spoken about this. I haven't done it yet. But if you have skills like hairdressing, you're a nail technician, anything like that, do you know these charities are crying out for it on a day like this when someone could come in, get back their dignity, have Christmas dinner, get their hair styled, get a beard shaved or something like that. So just really think about that. And I know everybody wants to be with a family. I get it. But shouldn't we want to be with family at different points during the year? And, you know, I bet you've never stepped in a church, but yet you're all sitting around there eating Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah. So Christ's birthday. Mm-hmm. Why not skip the traditional Christmas dinner and have a different main course? And you may have Christmas pud or something else. But that would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? To do something, do a meal that you've never done before and celebrate another culture. So it could be you have a Chinese meal and you cook it. I think it'd be quite fun to do that. And um, it'd be a nice idea with the kids to do that. But look, everybody's got their way of doing things. And then why not donate at least some of the overspending on gifts to a charitable cause of the recipient's choice? So say, for example, my friend said to me, teen, I know you've mentioned this before, rather than a present, she'd probably say, I'm still going to get you something, but I'd like to donate what I would spend on you to a charity of your choice. I think that's really nice. And this is getting a lot more popular. I've seen a lot more people do it 
this year for birthdays. Oh gosh, over to my fondest memories of Christmas before I get disillusioned about the idea of family and commercialism. My fondest memories were hanging up my stocking and getting nail varnish by the iconic fashion designer Mary Quant. It wasn't actually Mary Quant who gave me the, the nail varnish. It was my um, last set of uh, foster parents and I really enjoyed it because um, I was quite young and it was a whole pack of different colours. That Christmas was really nice because we had uh, deep snow. I was in the countryside. We had chains on the Range Rover. We went to do Christmas carols at a village church which is really tiny. It was just great. So that was that one and then being in Jamaica and being on the east coast and midwest and in Spain for Christmas. Absolutely amazing especially in Jamaica. It's just fantastic. It's just hot. I loved it. So that's got to come around again. And then I remember that um, three friends and I years ago decided we were all going to be alone. Um, my friend had lost her mum. The other friend's mum, I think, was in America at the time and her brother. So we said, why don't we just all cook something and have Christmas together? We brought duvets round and it was just lovely, actually. And I really enjoyed that. And I've also had friends round to mine as well. And that was the time I threw up because I've been in the kitchen, gone over the top. And by the time it got to eating, I couldn't eat. It was fucking awful <laughs> but um that was quite nice and then a lovely Christmas a couple of years ago one of the same friends on this podcast and uh quite a new friend in my life and I spent it with her husband and her child and it was just so chilled because I'm very fussy it's a very personal time for people and I think a lot of people said oh if we weren't doing this you could spend Christmas with us I believe in my heart that's a very throwaway comment and a lot of people don't believe it because everybody's got used to doing the things they want to do at that time of year so I felt really honoured to be there and then there was another time that I had Christmas with my friend in Birmingham another big city in the UK and I had to pick up my friend's mum from London where I live and drive her down and it was it was just a lovely Christmas it was just so nice and she's nailed her I've given you my fondest memories and uh, all I want for Christmas is for those who celebrate Christmas in grandiose style to spare a thought for some who it will be tougher than ever this year. And I could go into so much, but think about all those children who will struggle to even get food down their throat while you're overindulging or overindulged. Think of them going forward. For the women who had to flee a violent partner on Christmas Eve with children in tow. And for those who've lost loved ones in one of the most challenging 18 months ever and here I say to absent friends I seem to have a lot of those in the true sense of the word at the moment whatever you're doing to bring in the new year make it count I think more than ever we need to count our blessings and be grateful for small mercies and leap into 2022 like there's no tomorrow you hear me and for me all I've ever wanted for this hugely pagan festival is to be around those I can call family instead this year it has been me, myself and I, and I will reflect right through to New Year's Day. And um, that will be in moderation because you shouldn't look back at the past. You need to keep it moving, keep thinking forward. I'm thinking about gratitude and I'm giving them a massive thanks to you, my loyal listeners who listen, talk to me about my episodes and get me all damn emotional with feedback. Without further ado, spread the word if you like what you hear and guess what? Not only can you rate me on Apple Podcasts, if you listen on Spotify and go to the episode, you can rate it. You have to listen for at least 30 seconds. Set your timer and start rating me, please. Thank you so much. And for this festive period, whenever you've got to listen or you're listening afterwards, hopefully there will be some nuggets in there that you can take away for maybe next year. All I know is I won't be here. Or if I am, there's a good reason why I'm sitting there recording something. So take care, enjoy, and here's to a fantastic 2022.